Hi, every- Hi everybody. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to Buffy Speak. This shit be crazy. This stuff is wild. Beth is looking at me with a very happy look on her face. This episode was bonkers. So I was trying not to say anything to fit with the theme of the episode, but that doesn't really make for a good auditory experience. Mm, yeah, no, that's no good. I don't have um, my I don't have my um my my smize. Like, you have your smize, you know, to, Tyra, to communicate. Yeah, you, you, I smize. I'm supposed to smize at the camera or whatever, but oh, only smile you with can your eyes. see me, my friend. Yeah, so it doesn't matter. Um, okay, so we watched season four, episode whatever. It's called Hush, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's pretty wild. So it starts with like, okay, well, first of all, let's talk about the fact that the writers keep starting episodes out with Buffy in a dream. Do you know what I'm talking Do about? Do they? Yeah. What was last week? Of, last week was what? Last oh, last week God, was something I, I blue. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know when don't it remember. happened, but I know that I this has happened you, a couple of times recently where it's like, oh, what? This is weird. Oh, what? This is weird. Oh, she's dreaming. She's dreaming. And um, I mean, I guess that's fine. That's just like a theme or whatever. Wasn't there but, an angel dream somewhere in here? Yeah, in I believe season? so. I believe so. Don't um, add me. So, yeah, so she's dreaming and it's a really weird dream where um, basically... <laughs> She's like in class because she's Professor Walsh is saying things that don't make any sense. Yeah, and that's like part of the dream part of it, right? And so um, she's like, Buffy, come lay on this desk. And then she's like, Riley, come make out with her. Come make out with her in front of a class. And so Riley comes over there and then he's like, It's okay if I kiss you, the sun will go down. Then he kisses her and the sun goes down. And then she hears this scary music. And so then they go and find the scary music, and it's this little blonde girl, and she's holding this wooden box, and she's uh, singing a nursery rhyme, and it's, like, real creepy. Then she wakes up, and she's, like, in class, and, uh, yeah, Willow and Riley are being... Okay, the thing is, I hated this episode until nobody could talk anymore. Oh, Because, yeah, so... But then I loved it after that. But it was just because they were being kind of weird, so, like, I mean... I should really be used to this by now. Sometimes they say things <laughs> that I don't think normal people would say. So Buffy wakes up and Willow like makes a joke about how she missed all the information that was going to be on the final. Like Willow makes some joke about that. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then Willow is like, were you dreaming? Yeah, that and is And I'm like, never that is once, weird. Never once have I woken up from a nap and somebody been like, were you dreaming? <laughs> Did you have a dream? That's so true. I didn't even think about that. I mean, they were just trying to figure out how to segue into it because it was supposed to, like, then, yeah, okay, so then Riley walks up. Okay, so this is, okay, a more natural is to be like, how was your nap? And you could be like, oh, I had a really weird dream. I had the weirdest dream. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But she says, were you dreaming? (laughs) (laughs) And Buffy's like, yeah, actually, it's so weird that you asked me that. So crazy that you asked. I'm... I know, and so then Riley walks up and is like, are y'all headed this way? Because he, like, wants to walk with Buffy. And Willow's like, actually, y'all go on ahead, because she's the ultimate wingman. Mm-hmm. And so then she leaves, and then Riley's like, ooh, were you dreaming? I was dreaming. And then they're talking about dreaming together. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah, and, and he was like, so this dream. Was like, I in did it? I yeah. And she's like, you might have made a cameo. Yeah, Which and they're like. Which is so weird. 
yeah, they're being weird. And then, uh, okay, so then... Oh, okay, then another thing really weird that happens. Riley says, so what are you up to tonight? And Buffy says, patrolling. (laughs) To somebody that does not know that she's the Slayer. Yes. And she has never, ever done this before. And so she goes like, oh, patrolling. And he says, what? And she (laughs) says, petroleum. (laughs) And, like, that's the joke or whatever. But I'm just confused as to, like, how Buffy, who's, like, been keeping the secret her entire life, just, like, suddenly forgot. I think and from a fictional standpoint, like, from the writers, and, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't, I think this is kind of dumb, but, you know, I think at this point she probably feels comfortable enough with Riley that she's willing to, like, let down some of her guard. But, yeah. like, she just, right, is it before this or after this where she tells Willow that she's, like... She's like, I just, I can't tell him I'm the Slayer. It's like, afterwards. It's after it's that? Afterwards. Yeah, so, yeah, well, it's, it's just It's a like, little bit afterwards. It's just like, I mean, you, you've done a pretty decent job so far of keeping your yeah. mouth shut. Although in the first episode, she is like, when she's talking to Principal Flutie, God rest his soul. <laughs> um, <laughs> what did she apart say? by coyotes. Um, yeah. He, she says that that whole gym was infested with vampire asbestos. Yeah. So maybe, and maybe they're, you know. Yeah, maybe that's just her personality trait. Maybe she just doesn't think before she talks. We just don't think. Our girl don't think. Um, and I love her. So, yeah, okay, so they, like, have this conversation or whatever. Then we cut to Giles' house where Spike is living with him, basically, Um, And then Anya and Xander walk up, and Anya's mad because she, like, doesn't know what she means to Xander. I've watched this episode a decent amount. It's one Uh of the ones I've watched more because it's just, it's like a classic Buffy episode. And you Uh know what I have never noticed in my entire life before this viewing? Tell me. Is that there is a woman across from Giles in the same little fountain area like, you know, because he's got a little fountain, like, out Yeah, no, I know what you mean. The little courtyard? He he lives in, like, a garden home. Like, like he, an apartment complex? Yeah, he lives in, like, an apartment. And I never, ever in my entire life realized this. I, I thought he did had not either. I thought did he you had see a little, her today or in this episode. Yeah, there's a woman like so they so Xander and Anya are coming because this the courtyard leads um has some stairs. Mm-hmm. That's how you get into the courtyard and how you get to Giles's front door. Um and somebody you see Xander and Anya come down the stairs. The camera is like twenty feet away from them. And in the foreground, you see a woman getting her mail in the same courtyard. Like, and it's all connected. That's like, weird. The I building didn't see is her connected. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have never in my entire life noticed that before. And it kind of just rewrote all that I knew about the layout of the of his house and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, so he. I don't know. This really doesn't matter at all. But I was just so shocked to learn that he lives in like like a garden home. Really, I was just like, huh? Okay. I mean, yeah, I guess so. I've never I've never seen her either. Anybody either? I've never seen anybody. Um. In okay. Life. 
So what? Anya's being like, you don't like me. You don't ask yeah. how I am. Yeah, which you know, is whatever. true. And Xander really does is like, I mean, in my opinion, the way that he treats her, he still kind of treats her like a creature. He's still, I mean, like you know, he makes the jokes and stuff, and that's that's her point is that she's like, you never ask how I am, and he's like, wow, you really did turn into a real girl, didn't you? Which yeah, first of all, sexist. that was that was gross. Second of all. Yeah, he's, like, not really paying attention to her. That's, like, the kid... I know that's, like, the story arc of this episode. But anyway, um, yeah, so that's why she's mad at him. And then they're all fighting, like, oh, yeah, because Spike has to go live with Xander because Olivia is coming to town Yeah, because Giles wants to bone down. Yeah, uh, which, like, who can blame him? (laughs) And so, uh, yeah, so they're, like, all arguing in front of Giles, and Giles is, like, annoyed, and it's, like preface to like nobody being able to talk because everybody's talking over each other or whatever right um okay then willow is at wicca group on campus oh yeah welcome to the tara mcclay show starring tara mcclay featuring tara mcclay great my favorite girl yeah she uh (sighs) yeah i saw her this episode and i was like oh is that tara and then they called her tara and i was like oh cool tight um so, okay, yeah, so they're sitting in Wicked Group, and all the other witches are talking about, like, fake sales and things like that, and they're, like, not really with it, and Willow's like, yo, can we do some spells? And all the other witches are like, we don't want to do spells, we want to do bake sales. Yeah. And then, <laughs> um, so then it's, like, not really vibing, but then Tara is, like, clearly on Willow's page, and she, like, starts to stand up for Willow, but then she doesn't, she gets embarrassed, but she's being real cute about it. Because and all, the, like, all the other people other. in the witch group are mean. Yeah, and, um, yeah, and then after that, that's when Willow and Buffy meet up, and they're talking about Riley, and Buffy's like, I need to tell him, I don't know if I can tell him that I'm the Slayer, and it's like, obviously you can't, and (laughs) then, but obviously he's gonna figure it out anyway, because that's how the show goes, um, but then, uh, yeah, (laughs) Willow says, they're, like, talking about kissing, and Willow says, do I need to tie you two together? And then Buffy's like, we almost, that's what I was getting to. She says to Buffy, I need my vicarious smoochies. (laughs) And I was like, wow, I could have gone my entire life without hearing that phrase. What the hell is a smoochie? (laughs) And isn't that the name of of the fake Barbie or Barney in that movie with Robin Williams? I do you do remember not know that what movie? You're talking about. No, I don't. It's like Death of Smoochie. Or Death, Death of, of Smoochie. Let me, I'm going to look this up right now because I remember watching it. It's like about this guy who, he's like a Barney type guy in this universe, but his name uh-huh. is Smoochie. Robin Williams. Death of. Death of. Mm, cause of death. Oh, that's what's coming Death up. of... Oh, no, I don't think it's called Death of Smoochie. What's it called? Hold on. You keep talking. I'm going to find this I, out. I'm going to get to well, the bottom of this. I was looking at information about Robin Williams as well. Um, okay, so anyway, I googled Death of Smoochie, and I googled Robin Williams' Death of, <laughs> and then Not all smart. I got was a bunch of articles about his death, which was absolutely heartbreaking. May he rest in peace. I know. Gen- that, that's that not was even the- a joke. I, um, when I was, um, Death to Smoochie. Okay. It's called Death to right. Smoochie. Um, and you know what the, do you, do you want to hazard a guess as to who the director was? 
Mm, Guillermo del Toro. You got it. It was Danny DeVito. <laughs> wow. Even better. The same. One and the <laughs> same. Okay, so anyway, enough about Robin Williams. Never So, enough. okay, what? So, they're fighting, and they're like, y'all need to kiss. And Buffy's like, okay, we might. And then... Well, because um, they got close, and it was weird. It yeah, would have been a weird. bad first kiss. Yeah, it was just, it was just like a thing where he was just saying bye to her and like you know you want to kiss somebody bye but you like haven't had that first kiss yet and so you're waiting for the right moment to make that one special and then the rest are all bullshit but like as long as you get that first one in but they were like gonna go for the first one when they were like just saying bye to each other on their way to class and i was like guys you gotta think about the dramatics of it right and so um even the first kiss they ended up getting i did not find very climactic right um anyway so what happens next okay then giles's friend comes over olivia and they're like hooking up and then um that night some dude opens up a box in a watchtower and steals i thought he was stealing everybody's souls but then i realized they were voices Mm -hmm. and so he takes everybody's then everybody wakes up and nobody can talk. And this is where the episode gets really good because I stop having notes after this. Um, that always happens. So, yeah, so they wake up and nobody can talk. And then everybody's, like, trying to figure out how to, like, navigate everything. Um, people are kind of freaking out. Like, there's people reading Bibles in the streets. And then there's a guy, like, selling... Uh, Whiteboards. Yeah, small, like, dry erase boards to wear on you as, like, a message board type thing. So, everybody's, like, doing their things. Oh, yeah, there's a bunch of people, like, running into liquor stores. Everybody's getting drunk or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so that's another thing about this episode. I mean, like, I think this episode is amazing. I think it's fantastic. Uh But one thing I have never gotten, and I suspect I will never get, is why everyone treats this like it is the end of the world. Like, everyone is losing their mind. There is there's a shot where a fire hydrant is exploded because someone crashed their car, and so this is the thing: they're not deaf; they just can't talk. Yeah. So you can hear someone when they honk at you in their car. If that's the problem here, if that was the problem, which I don't think it was, and everyone's crying and everyone's like, you know, leaning on each other and like, you know, in times of crisis, and I'm just like, y'all have got to chill out. I completely agree. I was like, y'all are from Sunnydale. Y'all know that. Like, I know you this know is that the thing that does happens. it. Yeah, like y'all. Okay, the school got destroyed by a giant snake <laughs> a few months ago. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. y'all are Not like, even and y'all a year. are like, oh my god, this is the weirdest thing that's ever happened to us. And I'm like, it is actually not by any means. The yeah. weirdest thing was the praying mantis teacher. <laughs> But we'll never but I guess let not you many forget. people knew about that. Yeah. Um, um, and honestly, so. <laughs> and like everyone's had people die. Like I'm sure there is not a yeah. single person in Sunnydale who does not know or is related to someone who has been killed. Yeah. In this town it's, by supernatural forces, and yet going like mute is the thing that does them in. It's the thing that collapses society. Yeah, for real. Yeah, and so and everybody's like. Um, you know, okay, so Giles, 
So everybody kind of starts freaking out, and then Giles holds, like, a little meeting for the Scoobies, and he has, like, a projector, and he has this, like, he explains, like, it's a fairy tale, Uh, we don't know how to kill them, but in the book... Um, the a princess screams and they all die. Yeah, and uh, so then Willow's like, "Well, what if we played a CD of a screaming?" And Giles is like, "No, it definitely needs to be a real human voice." Which how could he know that? But anyway, <laughs> in the fairy tale, um, I know so, they they specify they're like none of not scenes. no no smashing pumpkins, no Rob Thomas. Nothing. I'm trying to think of other early 2000s slash 90s artists. No Britney Spears. None of it. So, yeah. Okay, so they have this meeting. <laughs> they have this meeting. And, um, yeah, so they basically get a game plan. And Giles is like, you three are going to research with me and Buffy's going to go patrol and help keep order. Meanwhile, Riley and his electrocution boys are with Professor Walsh. Riley and, Professor and the electrocution boys, my favorite prog rock band. band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they would not be prog rock. Um... <laughs> They'd be garbage. So, <laughs> so they're having a meeting with their boss, and she's like using this computer to talk like Stephen Hawking style. Yeah. And she's like, "There will be chaos." And uh, she's like, "You need to go and keep order. Dress as civilians. Go." And so they're dressed as civilians, and they're walking around the street. And Riley like breaks up a couple of fights again. What could people possibly be fighting right, about? Like, considering nobody can talk. And that guy. Like, what? <laughs> One of the so there's two guys in a fight and Riley breaks them up and he while he's straightening out one of the guys the other guy like picks up a pipe yeah to like knock Riley to like out. brain him yeah, to brain him yeah and the only thing that stops him is Buffy breaking his arm <laughs> yeah Buffy breaks his arm which was cool yeah and then um yeah and then they see each other and he's like are you okay and they're like mouthing to each other and she's like yeah are you and um and they like talk a little bit and then he's like there's like a a noise of commotion off stage right and <laughs> Riley's like I got to go and she's like bye and then he leaves and then he turns around and he comes back and he kisses her yep and uh i mean and i it didn't was really the think least it was sexy thing in the entire world yeah it wasn't super climactic or yeah i don't know it was whatever just like everything else about and the Riley. pantheon of buffy kisses this ranks pretty low <laughs> very low so um yeah so they kiss and then he leaves and then she like goes off to fight things too and then uh oh yeah and then the guys are the guys start like coming the gentlemen sorry the, the gentlemen <laughs> the guys. Are, <laughs> what those are they guys. called the guys so the guys they're floating <laughs> They're they're really terrifying. They're so scary. They're super scary. What's even scarier are their henchmen. Yeah, the like flaily, who are these weirdly arms, McGee? Okay, I don't know if you will understand this, Beth, but in Rick and Morty, the episode where um, Morty and Summer they like unfreeze time, and then time is really sensitive, and then they accidentally split it up into a bunch of different timelines, and um, and it's like. I think it's the season two premiere, question mark. Um, anyway, there is a guy that comes at the end of the episode, and he's, like, this, uh, this like, 
interdimensional like god type thing like he can he can move across all time just naturally like without any tools mm-hmm. and um he looks like a little testicle monster and that's what they call him in the show they're like this testicle monster is here to like do this <laughs> thing and that's what that's what these guys reminded like. you of yeah that's what the henchmen the face like their faces are messed up but they look like the testicle people from rick and morty <laughs> and so <laughs> So they're, but the thing is, these henchmen, they're running around and they're crazy. And they got, they're wearing like straight jackets that yeah. they've broken out of or something like that. And the thing is, is that realistically speaking, there's no way that those things were in straight jackets and then like the guys like broke them out of it. And then <laughs> the guys, like that doesn't make any sense. The only reason that they're in straight jackets is to scare the audience. Right. Members. It's to look creepy. Yeah, because straight jacket, you know, broken straight jackets in our culture are like, whoa, that's scary. But these are like aliens from a different dimension. So they don't. Right. They don't even, we don't even know that they have straight jackets. It's just for us, just to scare us. <laughs> so they're being crazy. And they're, my notes at this point are, ah, what are they taking? Oh, my God. That's my notes. And so, and they're taking hearts. And they take people's hearts, still beating hearts, mm-hmm. and they're keeping all of them. And the girl, the little girl from the beginning with the nursery rhyme, she's like, they need to take seven and they might take yours. And it's like... Yeah. And so they need seven hearts for what we still don't know. We didn't get that far. Yeah, so, not really. Um, but they're taking seven hearts and they're all running around and nobody can talk because it, like, the screams kill them, right? Yeah. So, basically, they're running around, and it just kind of gets more and more escalated, and Buffy and Riley, like, kind of keep crossing paths, and then eventually, Riley figures out that they're they're stashed up in the clock tower, mm-hmm. and, um, and so he sees, like, people moving around in the clock tower, and he was like, that's gotta be the bad guys, because who else would be up in the clock tower right now? <laughs> and... And so he goes in and he runs into like a horde of the the henchmen, the testicle henchmen, and they're <laughs> they're beating him up and they're fighting and it's really scary. And then Riley almost like gets got and then Buffy like crashes in and like beats them all up. At one point she swings from a rope, which she was really just doing to impress Riley. Let's be honest. I was like that was so unnecessary, but also I bet Riley was like whoa. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so she, like, saves Riley, and then she sees the henchman running upstairs, so then she chases after the henchman upstairs, and then the guys are up there, and they see Buffy, and they're like, whoa, you're not supposed to be up here, and they, like, grab her, and then they're beating her up, and they're, like, gonna take her heart, Mm -hmm. and then Riley comes up the stairs and, like, shoots him with the electrocution thing, and then they, like, um... Like, some of them are, like, falling all over the place, and they're still fighting. And then one of them grabs Buffy, and she sees the box from her dream from the beginning. And she recognizes the box, and she understands. She's like, that's where the voices are being kept. Mm -hmm. So she's, like, trying to... But she doesn't have any hands either, because the guys have her. And so she's, like, trying to gesture just with her head, like, to the thing (laughs) that... Y'all can't see me, but I'm swinging my head around like she was doing. So uh, she starts trying to gesture, like, with her head to the, like, the thing that she needs Riley to break. And he breaks, like, a couple of other things because he just doesn't understand what she wants or what he wants, what she wants him to break. Right. And then eventually he, he's, the last thing left is the box. <laughs> so, yeah, he keeps breaking things and he's like, I did good, didn't I? Yeah. And she's like, like, no, looking you at her like, am I a good boy? So, um, <laughs> so then she, he, like, finally smashes the box and everybody gets their voices back. And this is another really anticlimactic moment of the show. Her scream did nothing for me. No. 
No. Me neither. Wanted, Not really. Okay. Do you understand? It It just, there should have been more to the scream. Like, it should have been like a... Because the thing, okay, what it sounded like is that she already knew for certain that this was going to work and her life was not in danger at all. So she was like, ah, and like, you know, knew you know that what that it reminded me of? Huh? It reminded me of Zach Efron at the end of Scream, which is a song from High School Musical 3. Yeah. The, yep. Okay. I'm, I know okay. What and about. it's it's the most it like. It makes me want to scream. Yeah. 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 And so the whole song is about wanting to scream because he can't decide whether to play basketball or to do theater. Right. He's frustrated. <laughs> he is. And at the at the very end of it, he goes like Ah! Hold on. Like I'm it's gonna, a very- I'm gonna see if I can. Whip. Okay. Cut to the end. Cut to the end. Okay, hold on. Yes, exactly. That's like- that is not the scream of a boy who is torn between basketball and theater. Well, it is, but like with Buffy, that wasn't the scream of a girl who like she understood. Well, that's the thing. She also didn't even know this is if this was gonna work. Yeah, yeah. And that's a good point. And she was doing it as if she already knew that this was going to work and that she just needed to make even the slightest prolonged sound and it would kill them. And if I were her in that position, if I just see, like, she's surrounded by beating hearts. They've all got knives. They're trying to take hers. The guy that she likes is in there and is slowly realizing that she has magical powers. And she just goes, ah! (laughs) She holds it for, like, a really long time. And I wanted, like, a blood-curdling, like, like the kind that, like, your lungs are shaking while you're doing it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, and like, your throat, like, you can feel your... Yeah, I wanted a better scream. I wanted a better scream. I was disappointed. I'm gonna be honest. This is my <laughs> podcast. I'm the boss. And so, um, yeah, so it was, like, kind of weird. But then they all explode, which is cool. And, um, and then Riley, like, looks at her, and he's like whoa and um yeah so they like kind of part ways or whatever and they like everybody gets their voices back and everybody's happy and nobody crashes their car into fire hydrants anymore and then um man i forgot how it ends exactly but i know that um um, oh yeah riley goes to buffy's dorm yeah, right? and, and he's like we need to talk don't we and she's like yeah and they just sit there which i thought was a pretty cool yeah, that was nice. Because, I mean, I get... Because it's like, where do you start? And also, it's like, is she going to go first? Or do I have to go first? You know? hmm And, uh, yeah, so they were just, like, sit, like Riley's sitting on Willow's bed, Buffy's sitting on her bed, and they're, like, facing each other. And they, they're just like, yeah, we need to talk. And then it's, like, really quiet for a long time, and then it, like, fades to black. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, one thing I would like to say is that if you like this episode and you have not seen the movie Hellraiser, you would probably like it. Really? Um, yeah, there's a... It's like, um... I believe it was done... Actually, I'm gonna search this before I say it. But anyway, so it's this horror movie from the 80s, and um, there's a magical box in the in the movie. Um, Cronenberg? No, no way. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was Cronenberg. I knew it. 
So there's this dude named David Cronenberg, and he's like a special effects makeup artist, and he makes like the most disgusting things you've ever seen. And he was like, he's like the reason that gore horror started to become a thing, mm. um, or one of the reasons. And in the 80s, that's when gore was really big. And um, the 70s and 80s. Well, 70s and more. Anyway. Um, so he made Hellraiser, which is basically... it, Dude, it doesn't make any sense at all. The movie itself doesn't. There's no plot. But it's got some really intense moments and some, like, really gnarly visuals. And, um, and there's a character in the movie that kind of reminds me of the gentleman and mm-hmm. like to the point that I'm kind of wondering if it was like an homage type thing. In fact, in fact, I'm almost certain that it was because of the, the image of the magical box, um, as well as like the design of these guys. There's this, if you want to just, if you don't want to watch the movie, but you want to know what I'm talking about, there's a character called chatterbox in that movie. And he's got like weird chatterbox, hell razor. Let me make sure I'm right before I tell y'all. He's called, the Chatterer. Yeah. And he's, like, got really nasty teeth. Um, and he's, like... He's got, like, metallic teeth like they do. Um, but, yeah, so that's a recommendation. Is that if you if you like this and you want to see, like, more, a more gory version of this that makes less sense but is equally fun to watch, then you should watch Hellraiser. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. It's decent. Um, okay. So I would like to give this episode... Probably an eight. An eight? Yeah, I liked it. I had a lot of fun. I want to talk. Um, I want to talk more about it. I have not even. Oh, really? Tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> I just think this episode is really cool because Joss Whedon is like. This was written and directed by our by our man. Um, this was his. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, good for him. Yes, and he's very good at exploring like different ways to present tv as a medium right and challenging like what we think of as you know classic tv you know classic tv episodes or whatever the reason he did this episode was because he told he was told like his specialty is dialogue and he was like he does write really good dialogue well yeah i mean challenge himself yeah he was just like "Mm, okay so he yeah he did this and i thought it I think it worked out really well. Yeah, I thought um, I think it, the gentlemen I think it are really freaking scary. They're the mm-hmm. only. This is the only my first watch of Buffy. Uh, the scene where Olivia's looking out the window and then suddenly a gentleman just like glides by her yeah. window. That's the only scene to in this entire show to make me like jump. Like it freaked me out when I first watched it. And now I yeah, look for it because I'm dudes. like, I will not get got again. <laughs> <laughs> you will not get me. Um, and I think I think a lot of its strength lies in, like, the actors and their physicality and, like, how they're, like, able to convey, like, emotion physically rather than speak it. Um, I think Allison Hannigan is really funny in this episode and is really good. You think she's funny in this episode? I mean, she has funny facial expressions sometimes. Yeah, she's she's good. I always, um, like, when they're in a really intense moment and they're supposed to all look scared, I always believe her the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, she's like, significantly. Good at, I really, I'm, like, a huge fan of her, uh, she's just very good with physical, with, like, evoking emotions, 
physically. I've always I've said it so many times, but she is yeah. my favorite crier. She's such an <laughs> effective crier. Um, I th- I thought everyone was pretty. I thought everyone was really good. I used to. I was impressed at the beginning of this episode. I was impressed by their lip syncing because it looked really natural. But then I realized I I, I read that they just turn down the their like the volume on their dialogue to make the lip syncing look more natural. Yeah, I was um I was like what do you mean by lip syncing? I didn't mean lip syncing. I just they it? were ta- yeah, they were mouthing their words and um it looked really realistic to me and I was like, wow, they're really good at this. And then yeah. I and then it turned out they were actually talking. I was yeah, I was wondering the same thing because you would have gotten like you know, at least a little bit of a whisper. Mm-hmm. Do you know I mean just like if you're if you're producing air and you move your mouth in these like arrangements, you're just gonna make sound. And mm-hmm. so I was like listening really closely, like trying to find it, but I couldn't. And so I was like, yeah, they probably just like um, either didn't have audio on set or did whatever. Apparently, if you listen, if you turn up the volume like all the way on the first line, which is Willow um, saying, "Like, am I going deaf?" It's not the first line that they say. It's Buffy saying "Good morning," but it's one of the first ones. And if you turn it all the way up, you can kind of hear Willow going like, like you can hear the volume turned down, and her saying, "Am I going deaf?" Yeah. Um, yeah, and I was listen- I was watching it with, like, my big headphones on, so I, like, kind of hear a l- little remnants of a whisper. Mm. But, uh, yeah, that's interesting. That's um, cool. Yeah, any other Any other fun facts? Um, this is the only episode of Buffy to be nominated for an Emmy. Wow. It got nominated for Best Writing. Cool. Yeah, it did not win. Even... Even with the phrase vicarious smoochies. <laughs> Follow your dreams, kids. Yeah. Um, if you think that smoochies should be vicarious, <laughs> tell them. You write about it. Yeah. Um, it also got nominated for a WGA award. Um, or is it just Writers Guild? Yeah, Writers Guild of America award. It got nominated cool. for one of those two this episode did. Um, and let's see, what else? Um... I don't know. I just really enjoyed it. I always enjoyed this episode. It's not revolutionary to enjoy this episode. Right. I, I would say I give it a nine and maybe a half. Nine and a half? I really enjoyed it. I really liked it. I thought it was very Whoa. effective in like everything that it was trying to do. And I appreciate the experimental aspect of it. Me too. I still give it an eight, though. Probably because Riley's in it. And, God, when is he going to leave? Does he ever leave? Can I tell you something that you're going to hate? When is he going to (laughs) die? That's what I want to know. Can I tell you something that you're going to hate? He's in here for the rest of the season. Um, this is his last episode as a guest guest star. Oh, my God. The rest of the show, he's, um, well, the rest of his time on the show, he's going to be a, uh, he's going to be a main cast member. How did this happen? How did we get here? No, I'm wondering, how did he get hired on this show? Mark and Blucas. And they thought that he did such a good job, they wanted to make him a regular. So I was listening to, it must have been my brother, my brother, and me the other mm-hmm. day. 
And they and one of the and Justin said Mark Blucas and I wanted to scream and because none of the other like Travis or Griffin didn't reply to that and I wanted to scream I was like I know who he is he's Mark Riley on Blucas. Buffy and he sucks yeah he is <laughs> he most certainly is I mean I'm used to him now so at least there is that like because it I used just, to be well he's also a much better character now like before. Okay, so now that we know that, like, he's the electrocution guy and he's got these secrets, his behavior before makes a little bit more sense. And mm-hmm. also, they're not they're not writing him as stupid anymore as well, too. Yeah. So that's one of the things, like, instead... I mean, it, he's still weird being like, was I in your dream? But Yeah, that's a weird thing. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, um, you know, before he'd be like, Buffy, she's just so special. And, like, she he was talking like that, and now he's a lot more like just a normal person yeah so pre-initiative it's improving was- it's improving i'm not as mad but i'm still like not happy about it neither so i'll listen i'll make do is what yeah. it is i'll chill <laughs> um yeah so overall good episode and great can't wait to see the rest of this season of yeah. which i remember very little great Um, All right, everybody. So I got to go because I'm really hungry and there's nachos in the fridge that are calling my name. Uh Uh-oh. I love you all. Yes. I really do. We've been... (laughs) Sorry. I'm really sorry this episode is going up late. We both, like, it's just been crazy. Yeah, I was traveling. Oh, yeah. I'm back in Texas. That's cool. Yay. Um, For another week. And then I'm going to Montana and then I'm going to Wyoming because I'm going to Yellowstone with my family. Well, that should be fun. Yeah, I know. It's going to be exciting. Um, So more about that later. If I don't get eaten (laughs) by a bear, stay tuned. Until then, you can follow us on Twitter. You sure can. And you can talk to us there and you can tell us what you think about things that we say and things that we do. Mm -hmm. And that'll be great for everybody. Um, Also, you should subscribe to our podcast and maybe even rate us and just tell us. If the spirit moves you. Yeah, if the spirit moves you. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right, bye, everybody. Okay, bye.